My friends and peers, Minerva students tuning in from across the globe, I'm Liberty Pym, and welcome to the first edition of The Ironing Board, a name I made up a few minutes ago when I had no idea what to call what just happened, which was three Minerva students, one remote, crammed around an ironing board in my room to discuss an issue that matters to the Minerva community. If you're wondering why the ironing board, I can assure you that I don't iron my clothes, but we all know that when Minerva doesn't provide desks, we have to improvise. But the name fits. I want this to be a space where we, as a community, can lay down our issues and smooth them out, as cheesy as that sounds. The issue we're addressing today is no doubt one that affects many students at Minerva. Finances. But more specifically, we're talking about how to support the students it hits hardest. FLY students, which stands for financially independent or low income students. Many other universities have systems in place to support this community of students and try to foster a safe and structured environment to navigate paying for life at university. At Minerva, however, on top of paying bills, there are unique challenges like unexpected visa costs or changing housing costs or the unpredictable cost of living in each of the cities and sometimes a lack of transparency or continuity in communications from the administration. It's safe to say that so far, these students haven't been as supported as well as they should have. But now, that may be changing. Over a coffee catch-up last week with M2020 student Jess Zayer, I learned about the project that she and Erica Gonzalez, 2021, proposed to Minerva last summer and are now working on for their work study. They want to reduce the stress that FLY students have to go through at Minerva and involve the Minerva community as a whole to foster a better community culture to accommodate the spectrum of financial circumstances of students at Minerva. Because let's be honest, how much we can afford in each city dramatically affects our experience of it and our experience at Minerva as a whole. So no matter what your financial background is, I think this conversation is worth listening to. And to kick it off, here's Jess. Okay, I am Jess Sire and I'm from M20, um, so I'm currently in London. And over the summer, I was with Erica G over um, at Stanford and we were kind of, we got into a lot of different conversations about our experience over the past three years as low-income students and kind of, you know, what that experience has been and we, we speak about it a lot and we have spoken about it a lot, um, but we kind of realized that there really is no support structure in place uh, formally at Minerva in order to support low income and financially independent students. And so we thought like, what are some concrete ways that we could actually do that and, um, you know, get into the administration side of things rather than just in the student body? Because... In Buenos Aires, we had the socioeconomic disparity talks. There were a lot of articles on um, the quest, like a lot of conversation around it in the student body. So I think that awareness exists now, but not enough is being done by the administration and the senior team. Um, a lot of that is because they just don't really understand what it's like from the student's perspective to not know what your next meal is going to be or not know how to pay your term bill, um, consider dropping out because you can't pay for your next visa or your flights, 
So there's just a lot of different levels that as students, I personally have experienced and Erica has too. And so we decided to propose this as a work-study position, really working with the financial aid team and the administration to figure out feasible, concrete ways to to help uh, low-income students and financially independent students at Minerva. And so we proposed this over the summer, it was accepted, and now this is our official work-study to figure out how to make Minerva a better place for all the students. <laughs> wow, it's, it's very, very cool. And Erica, do you have anything to say to that? in terms of what you're doing, like, how has this first week working been? Yeah, well, um, I'd like to add to what Jess said. So um, a part of our conversation that we had over the summer was how I was working. um, I was a freelancer last semester, and I had an idea to start like a fly center inspired by similar student support centers at other universities um, in the United States. Um, So I was like, okay, I can do this for my freelance project, um, but it never turned um, into something concrete because I was doing everything by myself. It was mostly research-based and I didn't know how to bring it up to administration. I didn't know who were the other students other than Jess that identified being financially independent and low-income. So when Jess told me this summer that, you know, she had similar ideas, we were like, you know what, let's go work together. Um, so it was, so far it's been good. We haven't actually started, um, moving forward yet just because it has been we've all just been adjusting um you know to to the first three weeks of school um but we did have a top with melissa and she's pretty much giving us you know large control over how this project is run and i feel like this week and next week is when we will start um like the research aspect of it just to reiterate for those who probably don't have this as part of their world Why is this needed at Minerva? Or maybe you could even go into detail, if you have any details, about what you want to propose uh, for financially independent or low-income students at Minerva. Yeah, Um, so we had a lot of different ideas and there'll be different phases of this project. I'm going to graduate in May and then um, Erica will be continuing and hopefully there'll be other students who feel passionate enough to want to continue this project too. Um, A lot of it is just about, you know, finding different resources that already exist and putting them in one place Mm -hmm. on the hub or in like a central document about who to contact in an emergency situation and who to, because at the moment, pretty much the only thing that exists is a $100 loan from Minerva in an emergency situation and you have to pay back within one month. And that's not that much money and it's Mm -hmm. not that much time and there are a few other resources that already exist. And so just compiling them all in one place, um, that's easy to find some sort of FAQ. So if there are students who don't feel comfortable reaching out to administration or to other students, they can at least find those answers and get some information that might be helpful to them. Um, so that's kind of like the, the easy part of it, um, just based on mine and Erica's experience and, um, you know, kind of making documents for like different guides for different cities about like how to feed yourself in San Francisco mm-hmm. if you don't have any money, mm-hmm. how to survive quite literally in these different cities when that really doesn't seem possible yep. in order to, to still focus on your academics and get through this process because Minerva is such a complicated place, especially in first year. You're adjusting to new people, new classes, how to look after yourself, how to cook for yourself, 
how to do your laundry. Like there's just so many different things that you're constantly focusing on. And then not having money to do those things is an additional layer of complication. Mm -hmm. So yeah, kind of that, that's kind of the biggest one um, that I want to focus on first is kind of just getting recommendations and creating guidelines, like different guides for students to, to give them some advice about how to manage in those situations. Yeah. Um, a bigger one that I want Erica to talk about because this is really something that um, she's been thinking about and over the summer, like bringing these ideas together, I think it's going to be very interesting to start working on it, but a transition program um, in first year for students coming into Minerva, finding support in one another who mm-hmm. have those similar experiences and yeah, how to, how to transition into Minerva if you fall into those categories. Mm-hmm. So Erica. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so this was inspired um, by a similar program that my sister went through. Um, She's attending Vassar College. And when she was offered, um, you know, a place at Vassar, she was also um, offered like an opportunity to come to Vassar two weeks before classes start or no, two weeks before orientation so that they know what resources Vassar provides them. And I thought, and also like to just overall have a community they can fall back on especially because you know your first year of college is always going to be hard and at institutions like Vassar and of course like Minerva which is an institution of privilege you will encounter students who come from very different backgrounds and you know something that has been talked about in the Minerva community um, with Victoria's posts um, in January and Rebecca's follow-up article is how Many students who identify as fly are scared to voice out their opinions because it, you know, they might mm-hmm. feel ashamed of their background. And I'm sure a lot of fly students like me and Jess have at some points felt ashamed about our financial situations or just overall it's, it's a taboo topic. So like this program would help students know other students from that community so they can, you know, just like vent and know that they have a community who completely understands what they're going through without having to explain and justify their financial decisions. And I think another important part is that this can create like um, a bridge between this community, the fly community and the Minerva administration. Um, Because like what Jess said, you know, when you have financial emergencies and then you try to contact um, financial aid to ask for help, to ask for an emergency fund. They often don't understand why we're asking for that. And they don't understand like how complex the situation is that even if you do take out this $100 loan, you know, how are you going to pay for it? Like within a month when you have other expenses to account for. So I think like having this program will help the Minerva administration identify the students who are most in need and like perhaps they can craft like a plan on how to help these students um, for anything that might arise as, you know, they go through Minerva. And just because their situation is unique, we do our financial, even within the flight community, our financial situations can defer. Um, and I think for Minerva to be able to account for these differences and like be ready to help them would just make um, the experience of being a Minerva student much easier for fly students. Could we define again what actually it is to be a fly student? Like what are, tend to be the, the 
circumstances. Um, so Jess and I are still working on a concrete definition, but fly means financially independent and low-income students. And typically in American universities, you would be considered a low-income student if in a family of four, you're earning 60000 a year. But that is not applicable, applicable to the Minerva context. So mm-hmm. what Jess and I are mm-hmm. discussing with Melissa and are still, you know, trying to finalize is who would qualify as a financially independent and low-income student. And right now we're thinking if you were to want to participate in this program, then the criteria would be you have to be receiving a certain amount of financial aid. Um, so this would already account for the differences of, you know, how much money your family is earning from a different country, because what you would what is considered a low-income student in the United States would be different from what is considered a low-income student in South Africa. And even a student who is considered um, middle-class in South Africa would be different if they were in the Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm just wondering about the scheme that you have. Would that be kind of a little bit like the ASM? Like, would it have representatives or... Um, would it be cross-class kind of um, connections, maybe on the community portal, or have you had ideas around that? That's that's kind of what we are working on, and this was um, the part that I'm most excited to, to create or be a part of, because I really, I see this at least as being a, a community and a support group within the larger community. I don't know exactly what shape that's going to take yet, and part of this process is kind of hearing ideas from the rest of the student body about what would be helpful for them. Um, We were thinking, you know, should this be anonymous? Um, Is there a way that people can still be part of it and get access to that information, even if they don't want to show who they are, they don't want to like be part of the conversations directly, but also creating support groups, cross-class support groups uh, for people who feel like they, they would need that and benefit from that. Um, and this goes back to kind of the definition of flyers. So there's, in order for the for this transition program to work, um, if we were to do something like that, we would have to have, you know, like pretty, pretty um, understandable like guidelines around like who would qualify for that. But at the same time, we don't want to exclude people who maybe don't fall into that financial aid bracket but still struggle financially, um, and their their financial aid was given because. Maybe their parents, um, they're, they're, like their documents said one thing, but that's not really the situation because they have these other things. Like there's always so, like everyone's situation is so unique. And so we would want to open up that space for people who feel like they need that support and would benefit from it in a less formal setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see that being some sort of like other support group. I would love for it to be cross-class. Um, if yeah. there were representatives in each class who could facilitate that, that would definitely be helpful. And we want to see if there's interest um, in people doing that. I assume yes, from the conversations that I've had and from my personal experience. And I really would love that to to continue even once I graduate. I want that to be there in place for years to come um, based on the experience that I've had over these, what will be the past four years by the time I'm done. So that's that's kind of how I see that coming. We definitely want um, input from the community on Mm -hmm. what they would need and what would be helpful. And then we want to start creating that and setting that in place. Yep. And just 
Oh, would you like to add to that, Erica? Oh, yeah. I mean, I completely agree. I want it to be cross-class. Um, and I also want, you know, this FLY program to have both an online presence to account for um, cross-class interactions, but also like a physical presence in each city. So pretty much, you know, the people you are traveling with and, you know, you can do activities with them that don't require spending money and you or you have the opportunity to get to know like other students that perhaps you might not interact with because like a common issue for low-income students is, you know, staying, like knowing when to go out into the city to like work or to study at a cafe as opposed to like staying in the residence hall because you don't have to spend um, money. And I feel like if you have a physical presence with students from the same community, you don't feel so much pressure to like to spend like more money than you usually would um, if you're by yourself in the city. Yeah, and just listening to that, it makes me think of the socioeconomic talks that we had in um, Buenos Aires. And one of the things that came up was how Minerva isn't really designed to help students who don't want to go out or can't afford to go out to cafes for dinner because we or to study because we have our rooms and we have maybe some variable communal space in different cities which might be appropriate to study in and might not be um and then we basically don't have anything else and so we did start talking about what could Minerva do in future like what are then really necessary things that we need like a study space with light or something like that that we could potentially demand of um of Minerva as an institution have you thought about that as well yeah I mean every residence hall has been so different um for example in this room there aren't any desks yeah and there's only desks in the common spaces and you don't have light down there right yeah (laughs) and so what if um your apartment doesn't have any natural lights it's raining outside it's pretty miserable you don't even have a desk in your bedroom. Where do you go? Like the common space here in London is honestly fantastic. It's one of the best ones we've had. But we didn't come to London to spend four months in the residence hall. Yeah. And cafes here are very expensive. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like finding some sort of um, communal spaces or like workspaces outside of the residence is very important. But then would that kind of be the same as in Seoul where the common like um, the common rooms were outside of the residence hall. Does that count? Because I realized that like people didn't really utilize it as much as they could have, um, even though it was a very nice space. And so, yeah, like what are the expectations of Minerva to provide those spaces? Um, I think that there, there should be more options that are accessible and free to students, but I don't know what that would look like and what we could actually ask of Minerva yeah, in that definitely. regard. It's also so hard to find you know like places like like this residence for example in central London that will be able to accommodate so many people and if we are going to try and get study space within the residence it's pretty hard so what about those students who don't identify as fly students uh, but want to get involved how could they get involved I think it's essential that they get involved Um, one of the projects that we're going to start working on is a survey across the entire student body I know that people don't really like um, filling out surveys, but this is a very important one. So please keep an eye out for it and please fill it in because we want to get as many voices as possible, whether you identify as fly or not. We need that data. We need those suggestions. We need that insight. Erica and I have our own personal experiences and we talk about it a lot, but we know that there are 
a variety of different experiences that people have gone through at Minerva and we really want to capture that in in numbers. Um, so for example, you know, figuring out like, have you ever considered dropping out because of financial reasons? I don't think that's a question that's ever been asked before. I don't think we have data on that, but it would be so important to take that to administration and say, look, this is how many people have considered dropping out because they can't afford their bills, they can't afford their visas. Visas is a whole other issue. I've had to pay for a visa for every single country we've gone yep. to. And now that I'm going back to San Francisco, um, I have to get another one because as a South African, they gave me a three-year visa for a four-year degree. And so that's an extra expense and an extra thing that um, some people, like some different passports don't, people with different passports don't have to worry about. But I think it's just... There's so many different layers and everyone has so many different um, experiences and obstacles at Minerva. And we want to capture that. We want to capture that in data so we understand exactly what the student body is going through. And part of that is um, getting data on people who maybe haven't experienced these things and seeing like what is going well and what isn't and what can we do as an entire student body and not just the the group that identifies as fly. So the survey is definitely one of those things. Uh, please fill it out. And yeah, we want to just capture as many voices as possible. Yep. Thanks. Erica, do you have anything to say to that? Um, two more things. So one would involve just like making changes in your everyday interactions with people, because I know something that we talked um, like the Minerva community overall talked a lot about in January was, you know, how do we create this community when so many members of it feel isolated or don't identify with the type of Minerva experience that's marketed? So like going out into the city, sitting in different cafes, trying out different restaurants and, and something that Jess and I um, experienced a lot in San Francisco was, okay, how do we create friendships or nurture friendships while being out in the city without spending so much money. So I think if you don't identify as a fly student, but you want to engage the community, suggesting activities that involve that don't involve spending a lot of money. So like a walk through the park, for instance, like here in Berlin, there's so many parks, there's so many free events. So suggesting stuff like that, rather than like studying at a cafe where you'll have to spend like at least four euros to stay for a few hours. Um, it's more preferable to perhaps, yeah, like go to a park, study, read, than like going to study at a cafe. And, um, and the second part is Jess and I are also going to start writing articles or compiling resources about how to, like what she uh, mentioned earlier, how to survive in each Minerva city. So I think we're just going to start gathering information from all the students about what, um, like which, like perhaps where have they found like nice working spaces that don't require money. I know in San Francisco, there are a lot of like rooftop spaces where you can go. Sometimes they have Wi-Fi, even outlets, and some people have taken classes on that, um, at them. So stuff like that, just gathering more information, sharing what you found um, made you interact with a city that doesn't require spending a lot of money. Okay, so your experience at Minerva and and your financial experience at Minerva isn't just going to cafes or um, or going to restaurants. It's also things like how you decorate your room or um, what clothes you can have, whether you have enough warm clothes in a certain city. Um, 
how could Minerva tackle this issue of having to basically restock so many things when you start in a new city and the financial costs that come with that? Yeah, so this is very closely related to sustainability and I know that there are people who have been thinking about this. I'm actually not sure who. So if this is you, it's Kate. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Kate, I'll be reaching out to you about this. Um, Thinking about sustainability on the one hand and reducing our waste in each of the cities, but then also why are we creating so much waste when those things can be reused by other students? The problem is that we're only in a city for four months and then we're gone for eight and we don't always have those spaces. But in Seoul, or in Berlin, it was so cold and I definitely didn't have the right jackets. I didn't have thermal socks. I nearly got frostbites in Berlin because it was like, well, I can buy these socks uh, for the next month because this was in December and then kind of not really use them again because I'm going to have Buenos Aires, it's going to be hot. And so I decided not to buy the socks um, because for me it was like, I, I constantly have to think about my purchases and my decisions and how long I'm going to use something for and if I'm going to have to throw it away or where it's where it's going to be useful again. I really have to think about every single purchase. I can't just be like, oh, my feet are cold, I need socks. But we had a 2019 in Berlin before us and I'm sure that they left a lot of stuff behind because yeah. they were also going to Buenos Aires and it was hot. Same in Seoul. Um, going to Hyderabad from Seoul, you you don't necessarily want to take all your big jackets and not everyone goes home in between. And so people land up just donating their things uh, or throwing them away or really just quite literally throwing their things away because they don't know what to do with them. And if Minerva could keep those for future classes and reuse them, same with bedding in San Francisco. Um, there's so many things in San Francisco that you, I don't know about the new residence hall, but in the past we've always had to provide our own bedding. Yeah. And... My first few months in San Francisco, I kind of used a towel as a blanket because I just couldn't, I couldn't afford getting a comforter uh, until I got paid. And my social security number took like two months to come through and it was a whole complicated thing. And again, I had no one to like tell about this. I didn't have a roommate. So this was something that was going on in the background where Minerva could have, you know, collected blankets from the year before and allowed students to use them. I don't know what the logistics of that would be and how much it would cost, but it is definitely necessary and would reduce our waste significantly, which is something that we're all thinking about as well. Yeah, definitely. Erica, do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, and I feel like an argument that Minerva would make is that, you know, where would we store all these things, right? Because that is an additional cost. But if you think of it in the long term, it's actually more cost effective for both Minerva and Minerva students to just have you know a storage space to put in all these like necessities that students um um, from the next years can use but again like what jess said the logistics we don't know and this is something that jess and i want to work on um with the minerva administration through this project and hopefully something that would be ongoing even after we leave minerva for jess this uh this school year for me next school year if you're thinking about doing something like where Minerva keeps things and provides them for students, they would obviously go, that would go to fly students first, right? It would be nice if it did, but... Yeah, because I feel like a lot of Minerva students just love free stuff and they don't really think, at least I've, like, I've probably been like, oh, free thing, when mm. I don't need a free thing, like, because I have things or things like that like how would we navigate a priority system that isn't like 
insensitive or feeling like embarrassing or something like that? That's a really good question. Yeah, I don't know how to answer it though, but I think it's an important question for people to think about. Yeah. And again, for people to like check their own privilege um, yeah. and be considerate of their peers who really are struggling. Yeah. I think this goes back to why having these types of conversations with the whole Minerva community is so important. And I feel like it has started since January, but there's still not enough of it. You know, I feel like my interactions with people have not changed the least. Um, and this is going to take like a lot of change from each individual person to put in that extra effort to become more mindful, to become more inclusive about how to interact with other people without not necessarily like knowing like your financial background. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like if we do have the system in place, having a reminder, you know, some students really need these stuff um, and can't afford to buy stuff like that. So just be mindful about what you do take that someone else can use that. Someone else who cannot afford it will need to use that. So don't take it if you don't really need it and just want it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely something that would be tough to navigate um, and something that we can't really control. Well, I'm just thinking, for example, last week there was a um, a play SXP event. So it was uh, going to a play, maybe going backstage or something. But that ticket would have been £13 if uh, you didn't get onto the lottery. Could it be a situation where there's a drop down of like, uh, I'm a fly student and then half of the tickets or 25% of the tickets are drawn from the lottery of fly students and not just from the, the overall pool. I guess that would come with the, the process of establishing the community and and the qualifying characteristics. Yeah, that's an interesting consideration because uh, there were only 10 spots for that play. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, it really came down to like if you wanted to see it badly enough and you could afford a ticket, then you would buy a ticket. But I don't think that anyone who didn't get chosen um, went and bought a ticket on their own. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was the case at all. And so, yeah, it's also a matter of, like, how badly do you want to see it and, like, being fair to your peers and not always about if you're um, a fly student or not. Mm-hmm. Like, the question really should have been, like, how badly do you want this and would you, like, go see it otherwise? Like, I think yeah. that there's there needs to be um, consideration for fly students in like all these different ways. And that's a really interesting way to think about it. And I would love for something like that to exist, but I do still, you know, want to be fair to the rest of the community when it comes to opportunities and to resources. Um, but also prior- not, not always prioritizing, but really giving consideration for the, the situation of fly students uh, when it comes to making those decisions. So that, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of it like that. Yeah, you know this goes back okay so I was just like reading um, the previous Facebook post and a discussion on these um, and I think Jim brought up an important question you know to what extent is the Minerva's responsibility to cover like these types of financial needs and I feel like that is something um, perhaps this project can again work with the Minerva administration but also encouraging student initiatives um, I know I wasn't there when you guys did this, but the um, discontinuum party or something that happened, was it in Buenos Aires? Yep. And then I think you guys figured out a system to help cover, um, to subsidize um, part of the expenses for students. So students who want to go will have to pay less. 
I feel like initiatives like that are really helpful. Um, so having both efforts from the students and the Minerva administration can perhaps help support the financial needs of fly students. But again, like to what extent does Minerva have to provide that type of help? Is it just going to be needs that relate to um, being a Minerva student, um, AKA like work study and academics and professional development, but what about leisure or um, fun stuff like going to the play? Mm -hmm. So I feel like if we are able to answer that question and also figure out like how much is Minerva willing to help um, with stuff that is not related to being a student, um, then I think we can see how um, how to balance these efforts and covering the needs. Yeah, I just want to add one thing to that. Um, also part of a bigger conversation, but transparency from the administration. Coming into Minerva, there were many, many, many costs and um, different aspects that I didn't know about. And I signed up for Minerva, I enrolled, got to San Francisco. Um, you know, my financial aid package was was pretty generous in first year. And I was like, okay, you know, this is actually, this might be possible for me, even though I'm financially independent. Um, if I keep getting this financial aid and I have my work study, I'll figure it out. I'll make a plan to make this work. And then suddenly I got a $1,000 bill for my non-qualified scholarship tax because the less money you have, the more financial aid you get, the more tax you pay on your scholarship. And so there were just so many different, um, not just costs, but like aspects of what the Minerva experience would be that I had no idea about and had no idea how to navigate because I didn't know about them. Um, and it, it wouldn't have necessarily made it easier if I had known, but at least I could plan for it. I could get that extra job that I didn't want to get because I wanted to focus on academics. I could work harder over the summer. I could plan for it, uh, which is why, you know, this, this year has been easier for me because I worked four months straight over the summer, 80 hours a week to make that possible. And that was something that I was willing to do because I knew that I had to, but in first year I had no clue that that was good, that that was going to be necessary because Minerva marketing and outreach doesn't make it seem that way. It's like, okay, come, we will meet your financial aid needs. Um, we will help you through the process. And in some ways that was true, but in a lot of ways it wasn't. And so making, making it as transparent as possible and being honest with students about what they're getting into can make a huge difference from the administration side. I second that. <laughs> okay, thank you guys for a really amazing discussion. I've learned a lot. Um, and in terms of next steps, they'll be releasing a student research survey on financial situations, which everybody, no matter what your financial situation, should fill out because they need that data. And if you want to contact either Jess or Erica, um, yeah, if you want to give your contact details. Yeah, you can. Uh, my email is just jess at Minerva. I was, I'm, I think I'm still the only Jess at Minerva. <laughs> Impressive. Which is quite great, yeah. Uh, or on Facebook, Jess Aya, or you can leave comments. Um, we really, really want to hear your suggestions, your feedback, your ideas. What do you think about this project? Um, do you want to get involved? Really, anything that has to do with this, our ears are open and we want to be talking about it. Yep. And Erica? Yeah, so my email is erica at minerva.kgi. The edu, but my name is spelled E-R-I-C-A, not E-R-I-K-A, which is Erica Sloan. 
My Facebook profile is Erica G. Um, E-R-I-C-H-E-E. And also I would encourage people to reach out, if, especially if you're in Berlin, to reach out to me in person. I would love to have per, um, in-person discussions on this. And it doesn't even have to totally relate to um, the project in general, but I would just like to hear more about your experiences, whether you identify as a fly student or not, because everyone is struggling with, you know, um, how to budget for finances yeah. in general. And I feel like having, you know, just a general understanding um, about what being a Minerva student means and its impact on your finances is super important. And I would just love to learn more. Yep, amazing. Yeah, and a special note to M23, I'll be in San Francisco next semester. And so if you are curious um, about the project or you want to speak about it, I know first year can be very daunting. Uh, especially when you don't have your support system set up yet. So, I mean, anyone can feel free to reach out, but I will be in San Francisco next semester. So if you want an in-person chat, always happy to do that too. Yep. And if for any reason anyone wants to talk to me, my email is liberty at minerva.kdi.edu. But um, if there are any other issues which you think need to be brought to the microphone at Minerva, just let me know. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, Liberty. Thank you, guys. You've been amazing. Bye.